Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Andre Takuyan. Yes. Right. Yep, that's right. <laughs> he is a 25-year-old designer and entrepreneur. He is, he's worked at Google and Microsoft and even Essential, where he helped build the Essential smartphone with the founder of Android, Andy Rubin. Andre, welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having it's, me. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure. You know, yeah. we're, we're in that engagement group together. We got yeah. put in there with our good friend, Sean Kelly, uh-huh. <laughs> who, who's been on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, I reached out to him, like, go be in LA. For sure. And here we are. let's make this happen. So yeah. we're here, man. And so your Instagram bio, uh-huh. it says in there <laughs> that you are the love child of Kanye West and Elon Musk. Explain that. No, okay. <laughs> One day someone said, yo, like someone literally said that, like quote by quote, your love child of Kanye West, Elon Musk. And I was like, what? I thought I thought of it as a joke. And I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, no, like these are two guys that I really look up to and I see traits in myself uh, in them. So I was like, no, let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's, that's my brand. Let's, let's own that. So I put it as my bio and it's a big conversation starter. People <laughs> reference it all the time, but yeah, no, that was like a couple of years ago, but even to this day, like still love those guys for sure. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. It kind of caught me off guard. What is it about Kanye West? Yeah, yeah. So with Kanye, I like, I love that he kind of just does whatever he wants to do. Like he doesn't care about like, like fitting like a mold. He doesn't care about like trying to be what he thinks people want. He kind of just has a thought and just does it. Like he, he is just himself. And that's what I, that's what I like about him. I just, I don't want to like think about like, yo, like this is what, what people want to see out of me. This is what people want me to think. I just have like my own opinions. I do what I want and I don't care about anyone else, you know? Um, with Elon, I just think that he's a genius, like in terms of like just being one of the most innovative, most like hardworking people out there. Um, and that's something I strive to do, like just be super ambitious, like have these crazy ideas and just pursue them no matter what. So there's similarities in them both. And um, that's kind of like what I what I see myself as kind of like the intersection of the best of both of them. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that, uh, did you listen to the Joe Rogan experience with Elon Musk when Elon was on? I've heard of it. I haven't, I haven't uh, seen the whole thing. I've, I've heard clips in different parts, but. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I need to see it. I like go back and forth. Uh, do you remember, do you know John DeLorean? Uh, the, you know, those cars back in like, I guess the 80s. It sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it was like this, this guy, it reminds me like, it's very, it reminds me very similarly to, Elon Musk, like, is he just, is he really a genius or is he like an ego driven? I don't know. I go back and forth with it, but yeah. uh, I mean, I think there's different, like, like different forms of like what a genius is. And I think in his own way, yeah, definitely both of them are to me, both of them are. Totally. So Andre, this is, um, these are some of my favorite people. Yeah. And I'm talking about you Uh because 
you dropped out of college. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why did you drop out of college? So, this is a long story. Okay, so how far do you want me to go back? Like, you just want me to talk about just like in college, or do you want me? To okay, talk well, about did you have? Because there's did, a, everything. Everything you've got going on right now. Did you drop out of college because of that? It's so my whole life. I've I've so let me just like give like a brief background. So like my whole life, I've been very creative person. I I am a creator at heart. I just like building things. Um, and I don't, I feel very limited when I'm like in a group setting and I kind of just have to do what everyone else is doing, like I said just before. Um, and so, so, like for example, I got like Photoshop when I was like 10 years old and I would just, like all the kids were like out playing and doing stuff and I would always be sitting in my room just like building stuff, like creating stuff, selling things to other students in, like I was doing like freelance work like in middle school. Like create like I remember in middle school I was I would like sell like MySpace page layouts to like people around school and it was kind of like a freelance my first freelance gig, um, so I've always been like a creator and just like creating stuff and just kind of designing things, um, so like but I never thought of this as a career I never thought like yeah this is what I'm gonna do as a when I'm older it's kind of just been a hobby um, the whole just like creating just like whether that's like design work or just creating like products. Um, so when I went to college, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea like what route I wanted to take. Where were you? Um, oh, so I went to school um, up in uh, in the Washington, uh, like in the Seattle area, uh, this small liberal arts school called Pacific Lutheran University. Um, and I went there just because it was close to home. My, my family lives up, up there in that area. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do yet going into college. Um, I was still doing this like stuff on the side, this like just design work, um, but it wasn't really like even like my family. It was, it was my family said like it wasn't really like a career path. Like you don't like make money like doing something mm -hmm. creative. Mm -hmm. That's what like the mindset they had. Um, so I went to school to this college like really close to home, and the first couple of years I was like just exploring like different routes I could take. I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I tried everything from biology to, um, uh, to business to just trying out all these things and none of them were really like clicking with me. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until um, like halfway through where, so I was still doing this freelance work, just doing stuff with clients, designing stuff, do, doing stuff with school. Um, so Microsoft actually reached out, a recruiter from Microsoft reached out to me and she was like, hey, Andre, are you interested in any opportunities here at Microsoft? Without a degree? Without a degree. Yeah, in and the middle. Yeah, without a degree, nothing. And at the time, I didn't even know there was this whole like tech scene, Silicon Valley, like I didn't even know what like Facebook and what it's like to work at Amazon or anything. None of that was like in, in my head at all. So when she reached out, I was kind of confused. I was like, what do you mean by opportunities? So long story short, we we she, we got hopped on a call. We met up. I ended up interviewing, and I got my first internship at Microsoft. Um, and this was my first internship ever. I had like no idea what to expect, but I actually learned so much from it. Um, fast forward um, a little bit, um, I ended up working with different startups. After that, I under I got I found out this like whole area of product design, user experience design, like this was all new to me. And 
my school, specifically the university, didn't really have a so so they didn't have a like u- user experience interaction design program. Um, they had a graphic design program, which I decided to pursue. But everything I learned about just product design work um, is all just self-taught, just like on my own, just learning on my own, doing these freelance jobs, working with these startups, and just learning, going to like downtown Seattle, meeting up with startups and saying, hey, like, I'm this just like 18 year old dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me like just work with you and see what, how you do all this. Um, and that ended up getting me an internship at Google. Um, so I so I spent a summer over at Google. That went awesome. I loved mm-hmm. Google. And they ended up giving me an offer to come back full time. Um, and they said, yeah, just join. You can you're, you did great work. I, one of my projects actually launched and it's on Google Maps right now. It's the the feature where you can find your friend's location and share your location with your friends. Uh-huh. And this was years ago. So at the time there was no, no such thing as like snap maps or find my friends and all that. Right. Um, so I was like, yeah, I want to like work at Google. Like th- this is like what I want to do. Like this is my goal. Um, and I ended up, I, I decided, okay, I'm, the dropping out part wasn't really like my, the intentional decision. What I wanted to do was take online classes for the rest of my school, like take online classes and then while working at Google, because I thought like this is an awesome opportunity, this is what I wanted to do. Um, so I went and joined Google and I kind of just kept pushing like back those online classes. I was just like, oh, okay, next one, ne- next semester, maybe in like a few months. I'm like doing such good work here at Google. Um, and then I ended up just like not following up with those online classes just because I was having so much fun doing like this Google work, doing like, li- I moved over down to San Francisco um, and I was just having a blast. Um, so that's kind of the story, a kind of long story, but like that's the reason why I technically I dropped out of school, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many things there. Uh, I love that you were talking about, you know, because you were having fun. Yeah. But I want to backtrack a little bit yes, because yes, yes. you pretty much dropped out because opportunities were abound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does someone receive these opportunities without a college degree, how, how do these people reach out to you? Yeah. Where, where do you get these, where do these opportunities arise? I like, think I mean, for the average person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, college degrees, like they can, I, I think everyone's different. Everyone has strengths, weaknesses. Everyone has different skills, traits, stuff like that. You know, some people have a college degree. Others have um, other things to offer. Um, just because you don't have a college degree, I don't think that should limit you from like pursuing what you want to do. There's always a way to get what you want. There's some way to get what you're trying to get. Right. Um, for me, I didn't have a college degree. I was still in school, but I made an effort to, to put myself out there. I reached out to people all the time, not even, knowing what I, not even knowing what I wanted. Uh, just reaching out to people who, um, were doing kind of the things I was, think that I thought I'd be interested in doing. Um, even though I didn't know that there was the whole like tech scene, I knew there was designers and people doing cool stuff. Like it wasn't even just designers I was reaching out to. I was just reaching out to um, people in Seattle that were doing like really cool stuff. And I was like, yo, I don't know what I want to do yet, but you're doing awesome stuff. Like, can I just chat with you and learn how like you got there? Maybe it'll inspire me to figure out like what I want to do exactly. Uh-huh. Um, is this a cold email? It's uh, a cold LinkedIn? email. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, a, a lot of times I use LinkedIn. A lot of times just find their email. And so if I if I can't find their email, I would use LinkedIn. But email is probably the best way that I have found success reaching out to people. 
Um, so just sending out cold emails, getting like just being short. Don't send like a whole novel. Like they're not going to read that. But just I think the goal is to have them reply to you. Just finding that first reply. If you get that first reply, you're good. Um, so I would just try to say, say like, yo, like. Just keeping it short, yo, I'm Andre. I'm I am a student at this school. Um, I reaching out because I see you do X or Y. Can we meet? Can like I want to make it as convenient as possible for them. So I'd go over to where they are. I would go up on their schedule. Um, I would just make it so easy for them to just meet with me. And mm. and I don't know. I, I like a lot of times I say like, what can you offer? The other people, and there's a lot of times where you don't have anything to offer. Like you, you don't have anything to offer right now, especially if you're like a student or like someone just in the beginning of your career. What can you offer other people? But if you make it super easy for them to help you, or not even, I don't even say, don't even ask for help. Make them offer it to you. Make them offer you help. Just say, hey, like I'm interested in doing this, and I genuinely think that I can learn a lot from you. And more often, I think people are like genuinely really nice and want to help out because they were probably in your shoes at some point. So, so why shouldn't they help you? That's what, that's kind of like what I say to a lot of people who like, right. ask. No, that's mad respect to that because yeah. I I feel like I you know relate very much. On that level, just being very savvy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if, I'm trying to think of a, a term I'm like thinking of in my head, but uh, very savvy in just yeah. being able to reach out and 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 just you know ex- exhausting all all uh, you know opportunities. Yeah. All. And and let's let's bring it back. Like yes. you know these opportunities aren't really arising. Mm-hmm. You're you're kind of creating them. I, yeah, and it's not just like out of nowhere. Like I, <laughs> I'm setting, I'm planting the seeds in different places and just all of a sudden like they grow. You totally. Know? Uh, you know, and it's a great point. Like don't write them a, a love letter. Exactly. Um, I think, you know, what I'll do a lot, you know, people wonder, how the heck do you book Rachel Starr? How yeah, do you yeah. book Mark Manson yeah. as, of, as of very recently? Mm-hmm. How do you book Evan Carmichael? All these people. And I will, you know, my first line is like, listen, I know you get a ton of, you know, like, dear Mark, yeah. I know you get a ton of emails. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make this quick. Yeah. And then I'll, you know, I'll personalize something on, you know, next line, next paragraph. I'll personalize something like, you know, Mark, I absolutely love your writing. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 that book. Um, you know, you're one of the most talented writers that mm-hmm. I've ever had the pleasure of reading in mm-hmm. my entire life. Nothing long, you know, two, three sentences. Yeah, there. yeah. Then a credit ne- next paragraph, mm-hmm. a credibility ad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm 21 years old. I've got this and this going on. I've interviewed these people. Yeah. Next line, the honor would be entirely mine to host you on the show since you have a new book coming uh-huh. out. Next line, double binding question. Yeah. Double binding question. Yes. This is really important for people. I always use this. It is, and and this is from episode. Uh, number 64 with Chase Hughes, the uh, behavioral scientist. And yeah. I learned this from his book. Um, and so I used this double binding question. Yeah. And it always usually goes somewhere along the lines of, would you like to get on the phone first? Or would it be easier to just go ahead and take the next steps to booking? It gives them an illusion of choice. Mm-hmm. But both options are going to get me to a yes. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, I like that. I like that. That's, that's <laughs> funny. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, for example, like, you know, if someone, someone will agree and, and if I don't do the double buying question and then I'll like some, I'll get someone to agree and then I'll be like, um, 
okay, would you like to throw out a few dates and times or would it be easier to just book on my calendar here with mm-hmm. the link? There. Yeah, yeah. Um, going off on a little bit of a tangent, but, <laughs> but the overall point is I love that you're very savvy like that and I think it's really important for people yeah. to hear, especially these college students yeah. who... Uh, this, this is what entitlement is. Like, you know, pe- I, I'm, I'm sure you saw this when you were on the college scene. Yeah. A lot of times, kids are like, you know, they're thinking, I'm going to get this $100,000 a year, six figure job. Yeah. I'm going to get this job right out of college yeah. and everything's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And just because you're in college. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. Okay. <laughs> but what are you doing yeah. to, to make that happen? What are you doing to set yourself apart mm-hmm. you're doing that with being savvy and reaching out to mm-hmm. these people these leaders in these yeah. industries that yeah. you want to be a part of mm-hmm. um, you're doing it with you know I'll just I mean for for I mean if I wanted the job I don't want a job let's yeah. be let's be clear I don't want a job <laughs> um, but you know did you write a book did you did you do you have I think when people see a podcast too, yeah um, and I'm not talking just me. I, I, yeah. I have I have friends that have sort of utilized this strategy yeah, to yeah. land jobs in yeah. finance, and, and you know, in, the, in these accounting firms. Yeah. Um, you know, people will see podcasts on the resume, and I, I think the association like they're like, oh, this kid must spend so much time mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to do anything and everything to set yourself apart. Yeah. To yeah. Get this six figure job or whatever mm-hmm. you so desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Andre, you you point out that are are you a coder, by the way? Um, so not technically, but I understand like basic like syntax. So I can I can communicate with engineers, but I right yeah. So, but but these other skills that that you have yeah. in design and product strategy and then the basic uh, you know syntax yeah thing, yeah you didn't learn this. In school, you, and you didn't really learn how to reach out like this in school. Yeah, did you? yeah, no. So it wasn't through school. I mean, so I'm not saying like school is like bad, but for me, I think everyone learns differently. The classroom setting is not for me. I've always had a, like I've always struggled with it. Like growing up, like even in high school, like my GPA in high school is like a two three. Like I was not a great student, but I what I was was I when I'm passionate about something, I put my all into it. So if even though the school like that environment is not the like the best place where I can learn, um, if I am interested in a certain topic, I can teach myself it. I can just do whatever it takes to become an expert in a certain area um, way faster than if I was sitting in a classroom with a bunch of students and a teacher. Right. That's just me. Would you say so the, the doing is sort of the X factor for you rather than like watching. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm a very bad, like, it's hard for me to pay attention. So like, especially when there's just like so much happening in the classroom and I'm, and I'm a very people person. If there's people around, I'm always looking at them and just seeing what they're doing. So I get so distracted in the classroom just by looking at the people around me. Just so like, I can't look at the teacher because there's so much going on around me. So like, I think I learned so much more just like going and working at Google than I did like just the past like 17 years, how like 12 years I did it like in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I learned a lot more by kind of just getting thrown into things and doing it myself. Right. So let's put a, I want to put a bow on this aspect of your life. When people yeah. ask what you do, yeah, how do you answer that? 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's a good question. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a hard, it's a hard question because I kind of do a lot of different things. Um, I do a lot of different things and my interests are always changing. If you asked me just a couple of years ago, I would say I'm a designer. I, I am a product designer, but that has changed. I think I changed a lot in a couple of years. I changed a lot in a year. I changed a lot in a month. That's what, that's what growth in learning yeah, is all definitely, about. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And before I wanted to say I was the designer, but I think the new, my new hat, I don't want to put the designer hat on my head. Like I'm not a designer. Design is a skill set. Um, I want to think of myself as more broad like maybe i don't know would it be creator I, that's why i have all these different like titles when when i have like a bio i'm like designer entrepreneur c- content creator like I, I i do a lot of different things but i think in the most broad sense i'm a creator i just like creating things whether that's content on instagram whether that's photography whether that's um a new technology with a whole like product team i like building things and getting it in the hands of people and just seeing like how it affects their lives how it like changes their day like what can something that i take from like an idea to like execution how can that make a difference and that's been the most consistent thing throughout my life even though i've had so many different hobbies and passions like the most consistent thing is that i'm a creator Right. So you do create a lot of uh, content on Instagram. You're up yeah. to 45,000 followers, yeah, yeah. I believe, right yeah, now. Yeah. How do you, how did you accumulate that amount? Yeah. And what does that really do for yeah, you? Yeah. So let's, so I guess that question, let, let's go say that, let's say the question is like, why, why did I want that following? Why do I want to build an audience? And there's a, a number of reasons why. Like, I know there's like people who are like, Oh, like I just want to be like like popular. I want to be famous. I want to. I just have like followers. The race to be famous. I know. Is on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's not really the reason why I'm building an audience. Um, the re- so like let's say like so it's hard for me to have long term goals, right? Because like I said, I'm always changing, and my mindset and everything I do, all my goals are always changing. But one of my long term goals, I would say, is I want to. And I've kind of already done it before, but I want to build a, I want to start a company. I want to start a, like a successful one. I've, I've built projects before. Right. They've failed. I've learned from them, but I want to create a startup a company and just like see, like see where it goes from there. Um, one piece of advice that I got from a mentor or I forgot who it was exactly, but was, was that one of the things that helps a like, that will help you build like achieving this goal is building an audience. Um, if you have an audience, there's three things that you get from that. One is it'll help you. One is recruiting. Like it'll help you recruit people to help join you, whether that's an engineer, whether that's like business people, whether that's like another designer, um, getting you, getting your like ideas and getting your like opinions out there will have people like, it'll get people to want to join you and help bring your vision to life. The other thing is um, the benefit of having an audience is that you get early people to test whatever you're building. So a lot of times when you start something, it's hard to get like early people to like use something or like test out your product. But if you have, let's say I have like 45,000 of these people and I say, hey, yo, like I'm starting this like new like service where you can do X or Y. Do you guys want to try it? And they're like, yeah, like Andre, like we, you do cool stuff. We want to do what you're doing. We want to, we want to like be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I have 45,000 people that want to like just test for free. I don't need to pay anyone. I don't need to pay like anything to like get these people to test things. 
Um, and then third, this also gets, gives you feedback. Like you get these early adopters, uh, but then you also get like people to, you get free like research, like you can test and iterate on them. So those are the three things why I think like there's just so much like worth in having an audience besides like getting to express yourself and just having like, I, like I said, I like creating and I like seeing it in people's like, like I, I want it in people's eyes right away. Right. Um, so that's, so one part is okay. Like when I want someday I want to build a product and I want an, or an audience. The other part is my day to day. I like to create and I just like getting the feedback and seeing what people say about like, like, Hey, let's, let's say like, I think there's this, this other side, this other part of my brain. There's this one side that like likes to build these products and like builds things for utility um, builds things to make a difference in people's lives. There's the other side of my brain that makes things more, I would say, like more for art. Like if you look at my Instagram, like I have these, like I, I do photography, but like what, what's different about me and like a, a few, like a lot of like other influencers is that like my stuff is, is very, like I do photography, but it's very like edited. Like I, I do a twist, like I take a photo and I do a twist on it. Like, yo, like this is like what I did. This is where I am, but there's a twist to this. Like, for example, I went, to, let's say Coachella, like, yeah, here's a photo of me at Coachella, but let's say, what if this, what if Coachella 2018 took place on Mars? And that's the photo I, I take. Um, so those are the two sides of me that I like just to get, I just like to get like feedback on for my audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, your feed is very unique and the color scheme is interesting. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I pay attention to like the whole theme and stuff. Totally, yeah. man. Now here's where I think, here's the problem I run into and I know a lot of other people will run into. Yeah. I think it is very difficult yeah. to grow an audience yeah. on Instagram mm -hmm. and Here's why the yeah. discoverability mm -hmm. is so low. Yeah. I feel like unless you're, and this is the argument I've made in the past. I've said on the podcast, I've said it to friends. I've said, stop focusing your effort on Instagram. If you're not putting, if, if you're putting your effort into Instagram, trying mm -hmm. to grow your Instagram rather than LinkedIn, mm -hmm. you're messing up mm -hmm. because unless you're a hot girl and the explore yeah, feed, yeah. you, the discoverability is, is, is very minimal. I agree. What is the antidote to that? And how have you gotten 45,000? No, so it's definitely hard today. It's very hard to grow on Instagram because of the algorithm, because the way they, they put things on the explore page. Let's say like a couple years ago, it was a lot easier to grow on Instagram. A lot of people who have a lot of followers right now grew like a while back and they just maintained that, that number. Um, today it's hard. The way I got it was so early on when I was at Google, um, I was just this intern and I don't know how, but like I just connected with the right people at Google that I was able to start this whole like blog series with Google, just being this like kid, like getting this Google internship, turning that to a full-time job. Um, just my whole story, my whole narrative was very publicized by Google. I became almost the face of like the Google internship program. And so I grew a big following just a few years ago, just because Google just plastered me everywhere on the internship website, on the, on their blog posts. Like they're like, yo, like this is the, this is the Google intern. And I had, I wrote articles for them. I documented my whole internship. If you ever want to like see that, um, I'll, 
put a link somewhere. So um, it's on Andre Takuya. Yeah, you can go on my website and find like a links to like my whole like blog series I did with Google. But yeah, it'll be in the description. Your website will be in the description of this show. Yeah, yeah. In the show notes, of course. No, yeah. If I look at my website, you'll see like previous work and just different articles yeah. that I've written or have been featured in and stuff. Um, but yeah, Google was just putting me everywhere. So I would, that's where I got, built an audience of like a bunch of students, like throughout just kind of the world almost. Cause like the Google internship program is like an international program. Mm -hmm. So I just got all these students, like just finding my stuff. Like, let's say like you want to intern at Google. A lot of students kind of just Google how to get an internship at Google. And my article that I wrote with Google is always the first one. It was titled how to get an internship at Google just because like it, it's Google. They, I don't know if they did something behind the scenes, but like, so you, you taught people how to do that. Yeah. So I wrote this like detailed uh, article of like step-by-step, step, like this is what I did. This is what you can do. And then I also like wrote like, other articles that I wrote that got popular were like, let's say you didn't get an internship. Here's other ways you can be productive to set you like set you up for success the next year. And that talks about like doing summer classes that talks about doing like passion projects. Um, so not only did I give like students like a step by step on how to get the Google, like their Google dream job, or it could work for anything, Microsoft, Amazon. If you want to do that whole tech scene, if you want to do like internships in fashion or anywhere, it's, it's pretty broad, the article that I wrote, but I also wrote, okay, like, it didn't work out. What's plan B? Like, I didn't want to just leave like my audience there. Like what, what, what can you do? And that also like went like viral. If you, if you, yeah. Get, well, yeah. what do you, what do you do? I mean, well, there's so many questions <laughs> in this article. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously one of the things that you do mm -hmm. to, uh, for people to get these internships with these amazing companies yeah. is the, you know, they reach out yeah. to the leaders that's, in the industry like you did. That's a big thing. Is there yes. any, are there any other like tools and habits from in the tool belt that, yeah. that people should keep so in So when people say, oh, I didn't get the job, I didn't get the internship, and they say oh, it's because I don't have experience, like I don't think experience necessarily means having a job or having an internship or having school. I think experience is, that's what it is. Like, do you have experience doing this specific thing? And you don't need a company to have you do that. You can do it yourself. Like you got to have the mindset where, oh, if you need experience like marketing, go do it. Like go find a product that needs marketing and do it for them. Even though if you've never done it before, like I think just having the initiative to go and get that experience yourself, I think that is even better than like having a previous internship or having another job that speaks to because I, I, I even like, I, I spent some time with like the Google recruiting team. I've seen what they're looking for in students, new grads, like very like young people early on in their careers. Just they're not really looking for experience, like jobs. They know you're, you don't have a job. You're like 20 years old. Of course you haven't had jobs before, but what you can say you do have is experience just pursuing your own projects and doing things on your own is that's like the number one thing. Like mm. if you, if you want to do something, just do it. Like no one's stopping you. Just do a passion project, put it on your resume, put it on your portfolio. Hey, this isn't a job, but this is what I did on my own. And that's that, that already will get you the phone call. Dude, that's so, it's so important. It goes yeah. back to, you know, links back to our pre, you know, what we've been talking about previously. Yeah, like, yeah. you gotta do the, this, this stuff, these passion projects to exactly. set you apart. Exactly. Otherwise, you think you're gonna get that six figure job, that mm -hmm. job at that amazing company, that internship yeah, at that yeah. amazing company mm -hmm. by just being you and doing, you know, nothing else. Yeah. By, you know, by doing the bare minimum, yeah. that's entitlement, man. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, it's all about, it's your personal brand. Like when people like look, like when people think of you and people look you up, like what, what do you want them to think of? What do you want them to see? And that's, they're going to look you up, right? 
what they're gonna look you up right? yeah look me up like i everything that i everything that you'll find is all intentional everything that i put out there it's it's my story my brand my narrative that i want people to see just be intentional with everything you put out there narrative yeah it's your narrative it's your you story. craft a narrative man. yeah yeah it's really important. everything i've done like my whole just this whole my whole i guess career is all it's all part of the narrative it's all part of the story that i've been building right. and i would say that you should do that yourself too just think about like everything you've done form that narrative and it, it'll help you figure out like the future you too like where what is the what is the um uh, how, how, how does it align? Like, how does your past align with your future self? Where, where's the trajectory there? Um, and that's what, what people will see when they hire you. They'll, they'll think about why should I hire this person and how, how do I fit into that narr- narrative? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're like applying for like, like, like Amazon, like Amazon's gonna be like, okay, like this person has this, 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 and this. Based on this, they're probably gonna do th- this and this and this. Where are we as Amazon gonna fit in that and how, and how how does that, how does that story, how, how does that work out? Mm. So think about that. Like, that's nice. You know? That's some gold. Uh, I love that, man. That's yeah. going to help a lot of people. Yeah. That message. Keep spreading that message. For, for sure. sure. For yeah. sure. So back to, yeah, so Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We, it sounds like, and this was, this was sort of my theory as well, at least in 2019. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta be known for something not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of my audience came from other sources, like whether that's like LinkedIn, I got a lot of followers on LinkedIn, I got people from like the Medium, Medium is a website where I wrote the articles, um, getting people from outside sources onto your Instagram is a great, great strategy. But then there's the other piece, the retention piece where like people, you have to make people want to follow you Mm -hmm. like you were saying you have you sort of have that theme yeah that now narrative yeah we're sort of calling it Mm -hmm. and that's like oh yeah i should i kind of want to follow it right like that's really it's really important you know uh to have these systems set up you know be sort of have something else don't just you know i think it's an illusion that you could just be instagram yes yeah could could be, and it was it much more be. likely before. Uh-huh. But those, I, you would agree that those chances are going down. It's going down. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it, it was more of a thing in the past, but like now, it's it's different. It's 2019. It's different. Mm. Is, is there anything else that that we've not covered that you would like to cover on the power of Instagram or anything Instagram related? Um, no, I think I covered everything. Gotcha. What, okay. What else? Cool. So, all right. Yeah, we'll move on then. So I want to get to really what's next for you. Yeah. Because you've got your hands in a lot of different things. Yeah. Do and I you, have, you have that audience. Yeah. You have that yeah. 45,000. Yeah. You started to allude to this, you want to launch a company. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I, so I'm here in LA now and okay, let me, let me talk about like, why I'm here in LA now. Oh, this is important. Yeah. Okay. So we, so I left off at Google, right? So I, I got that Google full-time job. Um, and that was like my dream, you know, that was like my dream job. But like I said, things change, like my goals change all the time. And after about a little bit over a year at Google, well, a few months of my internship and then a little bit over a year full-time, I was thinking, um, Maybe Google's not for me at this this point in my career. Like, I, I it, it was awesome. There's so many resources. There, everything was great about it. But like, 
thinking about the whole spectrum of things, I felt like there was, I, I, I could see myself being happier somewhere else. Um, so I thought, okay, let's, let's put Google on hold for now and see what, what I want to pursue next. So I ended up, so I left Google. Um, and I thought if anything, I can go back to Google, Google will always be here. Um, but I didn't want to be in a giant company. I didn't want to be, I, I wanted to learn from what it's like to have a giant company and how to maintain that. But like I said, my, my ultimate goal is to start a company. So I ended up leaving Google. Um, and I took uh, a couple months off to think about, okay, what do I want to do? What, what is, what are people working on right now? What are my friends doing? Um, and this was in, yeah, this was in the Bay area. Um, and I just was talking to the different startups, like seeing like what, what they were doing. Like I was talking to some AR startups, which augmented reality. I was talking to some startups in the, um, um, like e-commerce space. I was talking to startups in the VR space. I like just like seeing like, yo, like, well, what are my options right now? What do I want to do? Um, and that was when I got put in touch with, um, Andy Rubin's team. Um, so one of my mentors, uh, Nick Sears, he was the other founder of Android. Um, uh, he said, yo, like my buddy, Andy Rubin, he's starting this company. Um, you should go check them out. So I got in touch with the team and I ended up, I, I vibe with the team. They're all awesome. Ended up joining as the first product designer on, it's called essential. Um, I joined as the first product designer, um, for this, this, like, I was an employee, like, number, like, I was very early on, like, in the single digits. Um, and what they were doing, they're very broad when they were telling me what they were doing, but I, what I liked was the people, the people were, was what got me to join them, and this, like, very, like, uh, um, like, I don't even know what they were doing, but it seemed like, they seemed like they're doing something really cool, because they're all awesome people, they're very ambitious with this. Um, and that sense of like ambiguity was what got me too. I like, I like the unknown and kind of like it, it challenges, challenges myself. Um, so I joined and I ended up helping launch the essential smartphone, um, which is awesome. Like it, it was like, the mindset behind it was like really cool. They were kind of just trying to change the game. Like they were thinking, okay, like there's like the iPhone, there's like Samsung Gal Galaxy, like there's all these like big time players. Like how can we come in as like a newcomer and change the game? Um, so that's like a whole thing in itself. Um, but it, it, like I said, it fits into my narrative. I went from Google, this really huge company to joining essential, which still has the resources almost as Google because it started by like the founder of Android. Um, there's this like, kind of like safety net because you know, like you're working with very experienced people, but you're still started helping start this like new project. And I thought that was a great transition from Google to essential to like what I wanted to do later, which I didn't know what, what I wanted to do yet, but it was planning the seed. Right. Um, so I went to essential, was there for a couple of years. Um, and, um, I ended up, so after essential, I was like, yo, like, okay, like I helped start this. We went from like a company in like a single digits all the way. I left at like 140 employees. Like I, I got to see that growth and I was like only like 21, 22 at the time. So I, I got to see just, like who gets to experience like a company start from so small so like in the triple digits that's crazy that was such a great experience and i wanted to take what i learned there and do my own thing so um this was like just this was just like november last year um so i ended up leaving essential and one of my friends was like yo like i'm looking to i'm look i'm here in la and i'm looking for like a roommate do you know anyone like 
you know, I'm looking for like roommates here in LA. And I thought, hmm, I've always wanted to go to LA. Like, why not? And he was like, no, like, I'm looking for someone to, to move in like next week. And I was still in the bear at this time. And I was like, sure, why not? So I packed up my stuff. Um, and, and drove down to LA with no plans, nothing. I didn't have, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just moved here because like, it's LA. Like it's always been something I've been interested in. Like it's a whole new scene for me. The whole entertainment, the whole like media scene, like that's all new to me. I wanted to challenge myself and try that out. Um, so I moved to LA. Um, and what I, I started just doing what I do best and it's kind of just reaching out to people like, Hey, like who's here in LA? Who, what are people working on? What are they doing? And, and I've only been here for a couple of months, but I've like, I, I have this like spreadsheet. I have like this spreadsheet of like all these people that I meet and why I want to meet them and how I can help them, like what I can offer them, how we can work together. Um, and it's and, like what industry they work in. It's just so like, I don't show anyone this. It's like my own secret, like spreadsheet, almost like my journal. Of, like, I have all, one. Really? Well. Yeah. Oh no way! Similar. Nice, nice. <laughs> and it's been helpful. Like I, I've just the past couple months, I've just been watching this spreadsheet like grow. Because like when I meet people, um, it there's not necessary. There's, sometimes there's not necessarily something I want specifically from them. I just want to like they seem interesting, and I want to learn why they do what they do, and I just chat with them. And a lot of times I say, like, af- like after I meet with them, I-, I ask them, I say, hey, like, do you recommend, like, is there anyone cool you think I should meet? And people are like, yeah, like, I have a friend, like, I have this other, like, I have this other person that you'd vibe with. And that's how it's grown from there, like, just meeting people and meeting their friends of friends. And now, like, I, I know a ton of, like, I think there's, like, over 100 people on my, like, spreadsheet. And when I moved to L.A., there was, like, five people I knew here. So it's grown so much in the past couple months. Um and right now I'm working on, I'm working on this, like, so I've been doing like freelance roles, um, f- just freelance projects with different startups. Um, some AR, some like in the social media scene and content creation scene. Um, it's been cool. There's definitely a difference from like LA and like Silicon Valley. Um, it's been fun. I like it a lot. I like change. Like I said, I, I think I got used to the whole Silicon Valley scene. So I think this is a, like very nice change of pace, change of like just style. Um, but I'm doing, I, I started, I'm doing this one project. It's still stealth right now. I can't talk too much about it. Um, but it's in like the technology meets pop culture kind of scene. And the, the, I met these two guys who started working on it and it, it seems awesome. Like there's a, a I can't say too much, but it's really cool. Like it's going to be, you'll, you'll be hearing about it in about a, in soon. Okay. In the, in the next few months, you'll be hearing about it. Nice. And I, I started doing it freelance, but I think I'm gonna, I, I'm leaning more towards like doing it full time. Just ask how much like I believe in it. I think it's really cool, a really cool project mm-hmm. you'll be hearing about. Awesome. Man. Yeah. So people can find you at Andre from Cella. Um, Andre from Cella. Yeah. Um, it was Andre yeah. Takuyan, and then yeah. one of my friends, my friend, <laughs> like, they were just like, yo, like, my friend was like talking to this, my other friend on the phone, and she's like, I'm with Andre. Uh, Andre from Coachella and I was like, ooh, wait, that has a nice like ring to it. I've been trying to figure out like people, it, my last name's hard to say, but, and I don't want people to just call me Andre. Like that's so generic. Like how can, how can I, like it's part of the narrative. Like how can I, like narrative, like the brand, like what can I add on to this to be, like just stand out? And I don't know, I like Coachella. It's, it's like, it's like my vibe. Um, and I thought Andre from Coachella, people remember that. People laugh at that. Let's go with it. And, 
people call it call me it now. And some Andre, they said, they're like, yo, Andre from Chella. So it fits. It's that whole like brand thing. Just, Crafting that narrative. Just intentional about all of it. Cool man. So then at Andre Takuyan on oh Andre <laughs> Andre Takuyan that's your website. website. Yes. And yes. I'm actually going to link to your Google article cool, on cool. how to land at, you know, that internship. Perfect. I'm going to put it in the show notes for yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. And so, Andre, before I ask my final question, I've got to acknowledge you for sharing your message. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great message for people to hear, especially young people that are in college right now. Yeah. All of these things that they can do yeah. to. You know, they're never guarantors for success, but you want to give people that that um, the possibility, the maximum possibility of that success. And I think you're doing that for people with you know teaching these people how to reach out, how yeah. to learn these this internship, that article yeah. that people read over and over again. Yes. And so, Andre, thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. No, no problem. Thank you. Of course. So my final question is: that If you could teach a course at a university course of your creation or otherwise what would it be Ooh, okay (laughs) so one thing i learned growing up from my mom actually i learned this from my mom um it's not like a specific like technical skill but it's the idea of the piece of advice that my mom gives me is to not be complacent so let's say you have a goal and you achieve that goal don't yes be happy be happy for it but think about okay what's next and it's not it's not saying like don't just don't don't be like happy with yourself but always be thinking about your next step like even though you achieve what you wanted what do you want next like there's always room for growth always room for improvement and it's always a good time to be thinking about what's the next step even after you achieve your your goals your dreams i got my dream job okay what's next so always be thinking about how can you not be complacent yeah. Love it, man. Andre, thank you so much. Thank you. For sure. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris. Tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star. And that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot, send it to them. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting 
this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.